Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone for another episode of Bedrock and Balderstone. And we are talking about the last two episodes of Doctor Who, Season 11. This is episode, what is it, 8, It Takes You Away, and, oh no, sorry, episode 9, right? It Takes You Away, and episode yeah. 10, The Battle of Ranscor Av Kolos. Um, I gotta say right out of the gate, I'm really not digging that name. That name kind of... It just rubbed me the wrong way when I saw it, and I had I had a similar reaction to a lot of the names they use this season. Um, but uh, but overall, I think we had up until this point a pretty positive reaction to the season, wouldn't you say, Adam? Yeah, on the whole, I, I think it was it's been a it's, it's it was a pretty solid solid season up to uh, up to here. I, I mean, it, it, you know, in the last episode we reviewed Witchfinders, I think. I actually still think was the highlight. It was the highlight up to that point, but I think it is the highlight of the season. No, I would agree that that was the highlight. And what's his face? His mom's story was another highlight for me. Um, the the guy whose mother dropped him when he jumped out of the tree. His name. Is <laughs> that was a, uh, that's uh, a highlight. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, no the 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 yeah we we went on about that episode last last episode, so I won't I won't continue to do so. But that definitely remains the highlight for me. Uh, okay. But but it's a good highlight. Uh, so so I guess we should get into it takes you away, which is a really how do you describe this one? This one is like a <laughs> it's like a really atmospheric, uh, very well shot, moody episode. Um, where did it take place? Norway was it? Norway where the, where the set? Yeah, was? it was in Norway. It, it felt very very Norwegian. Um, it did feel Norwegian. And, but then it ends with a with with an intelligent cosmos assuming the form of a frog and speaking to the doctor so it's a very i did not expect it to end there um and i'm not doing a good job of explaining the plot but if you're listening you've seen it so you know i i know that people don't tune in to to find out what happened um yeah what what did you think of this episode adam uh Man, this uh, yeah, I mean, this your description as your description shows. It's a hard one to kind of wrap your head around to an extent. It was, uh, I don't know, I it, it was it was an okay episode. I feel like I feel like it could have been better somehow. I mean, I I don't know. It it, it dragged a lot in the middle. I think the, uh, yeah. the the setup at first was kind of intriguing. What's going on? Then it. It, you know, I feel like I feel like you know a lot of the cave stuff. You know, they spend a lot of time in those caves between our universe and the other universe, and I think, I think that you know was was the, the cliche Doctor Who wasting time running up and down hallways, yeah. and then it then it quickly brought the real story with the other you know the being that was essentially another universe. Yeah. Uh, out, out kind of a little too late, I think. I think they would have been better getting to that sooner and focusing more on that. I like the core concept. The core concept of a sentient universe. What was it? The mm-hmm. Solitract? Was that the... that? Yeah. It's, that was really cool. And that felt like proper sort of science fiction-y type stuff that I like to see in Doctor Who. I really liked the Norwegian setting. I thought that looked beautiful. I thought they yeah. did a good job with it. I thought that they, you know... Everything down to the dad with the Slayer T-shirt, which maybe was a little <laughs> bit heavy-handed, but I don't know. As, a, as an American, I thought I was like, hey, yeah, that feels right. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I liked all those details. It's when they got into the cave, I tend to agree. And I'll tell you why it went south for me. Normally, 
I'd actually be kind of cool with where they were going because it almost had like a Midian like feel to it. Do you know what I mean? Like a like the yeah. the Clive Barker Midian. Um, but ribbons just felt way off. Something about ribbons felt like. Remember the time that the master was. I forget what the character's name was, but when they were on that really long ship. Oh, where, yes. It, it, yes. Was, it was a character like that where it's like, ooh, this is going to be somebody else. This isn't like a real character. This is like a disguise <laughs> because this guy doesn't feel like a real person. He feels too made up or weird or something. But it just turned out he was some weird weirdo that lived in this buffer zone universe. Um, I liked the flesh moths. Those were cool. Um, yeah, those were a nice nice effect, definitely. But, but ribbons just really turned me off like like ribbons did not work for me and and then when they got to the end where the doctor was talking to the frog uh, hold on let me get to my notes because i i so i re- i like i list off like the things that i liked about the episode and then kind of said I, I don't really know how i feel it's visually great interesting location ryan calls graham granddad which i thought was kind of a neat sort of character development yeah that was um, that was i think i felt like that that paid off well but that frog, that frog, <laughs> um, that just so did not work. Especially when they, like, I really like the theme of the season. The theme of the season seems to be grace. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and it's funny because in Christianity, grace is this really weird concept that it does. I think a lot of people use the word grace, but they don't really understand what it means. Do you know what I mean? It has a very specific meaning. And yeah. And and I think that they applied it well over the course of the season. It's this, you know, and and to have this sentient universe speaking in the voice of grace would have been great for that reason, except for the fact that it's a goddamn frog and 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 the doctor is having this conversation with it. Like, I mean, I have to, my hats off to Jodie Whittaker. She she really like. She, yeah, she, she handled her side. Well, well, she was she was fully committed to being the doctor, talking to the frog that is that 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 is you know the embodiment of this sentient universe. But then every time they pan over to the frog and it's and it's Grace's voice speaking through the frog, you're like, this is just fucking ridiculous. This just and and I don't normally swear that much on this podcast, but it 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 was really it was really a weird choice it just didn't work and, it, and no I, no i mean they, they wanted to go with something really surreal but it just kind of came off as silly and i think i mean i feel like you know i, I feel i feel like there's sometimes that this show gets the emotional beats wrong mm. like because i mean it's this lonely being that was desperately trying to bring people into you know, to connect with, it was, it was shut outside of the universe and alone. And I don't know. I mean, it just felt like, I felt like they didn't really pull off the pathos there, you know? No, I I don't think so. And again, I think because like by, by the, by the, um, by the end of the next episode, it's pretty clear to me that like, you know, grace is the theme of this season. Like grace is a strong theme through the season. And, and, I don't know. You you have you have this really big concept of sort of the uh, uh, the redemptive f- and and freely given love of God is what grace is, right? Like that's like the that's sort of the uh, the concept there, and it's 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 embodied by this ridiculous frog, and 
and and again, I know that they're using it symbolically. It's not like you know, it's not it's not like a Christian themed season or anything. But 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 that seems to be the the thing that Graham specifically is experiencing over the course of the season. Um, and I don't know, the frog just it just it just <laughs> deflates all of the. It, you're right. It's the wrong emotional beat. It deflates all the emotion that that scene should have had. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. could have been. That could have been a really powerful scene. I think part of the reason why it didn't work is they made it about the Doctor and Grace rather than making it about Graham and Grace. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've got a similar similar comment on the on the next episode. It's more ambiguous, but mm-hmm. I, I I feel I mean because for one thing with the show, I think they've struggled a bit because I really like the main cast, even in the mediocre episodes this season. I think the main cast is very strong, but it also means that they've got four main characters that have to eat up a lot of screen time. Yeah. And I feel like it's making it harder for them to land anything that relates to any other character on the show. I feel yeah. like everything else is kind of getting short thrift. Though I uh, will say Ryan and Graham are connected enough by grace that, that, that their stories can easily line up. Um, oh yeah. No, that's, that's my, kind of my point. I feel like, I feel like Ryan and Graham's stories really, was really really strong across this season, and and I also feel like over the, you know just you know this episode and the next episode just to skip ahead a little bit, I feel like you know Jodie Whittaker really gets a chance to play the Doctor really well. They really give her good stuff to work with for the most part in these two episodes. I I you know and I don't think she ever was doing a bad job. I just felt you know particularly that she was really getting a chance to shine in those two. No, I I I have no complaint about her performance, and I think uh, I think she did a really good job in this episode and then in the next one, and I I I think that they've successfully done the thing they needed to do this season, which is they mm-hmm. wanted to have a female doctor, and they needed to show that that could work, and I feel like they did it pretty effectively, um, yeah. and I feel like she was the right choice. I don't I don't think um, I, I I mean I'm sure other actresses could have done it, but. But she was a very solid choice. Now that I've seen her portray the Doctor over the course of the season, and and I think I think now she's in a in a good position to sort of develop the, the her her version of the Doctor even further. Um, so I think I think I think everything that she's done has been great. But uh, and again, I didn't hate the episode. I thought it was an interesting episode. I, I yeah, yeah, I didn't hate it. I just I don't know. It just was that, was, was, was 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 weird. But I. I you know, I, I just I just felt like it didn't quite it didn't quite do what it was trying to do. No, well, the, there were a few. The frog is where it all went south. I think I think <laughs> ribbons was bad but forgivable. Like ribbons, I've seen there have been things like ribbons in Doctor Who before, and doesn't destroy the episode. No, it's just just there might have been better things they could have done. But well, that goes. I mean, that kind of goes to my point that I feel I feel like a lot of the episodes have been too busy in some extent. Mm. It's like by having that whole ribbons thing, which really doesn't, he's not really significant to the plot. He's just kind of this obstacle they encounter yeah. on the way to the plot. And he, you know, the whole ribbons thing takes up a lot of time. And I felt like maybe, you know, maybe they, they could have made that ending land better if they just, just not gone on this detour for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, cause it definitely is a weird juxtaposition. Like, like that, that, cave place just felt really different from everything else going on in the episode you almost don't need it 
you know what I mean? Like, why do you need the... Like, I, I guess they needed it to... Exp- that was sort of the clue that they had to unravel. But Yeah, they didn't need to spend as much time on it. It could have been a hallway. It didn't have to be a cave. It yeah, been, exactly. You know, um, but, 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 I, but I feel like... Uh, Again, I think the frog undermined everything. I also think the whole we like there was something weird about having the frog, and I, I keep saying the frog, but like this sentient universe, wanting to be friends with the doctor. Do you know what I mean? Like that was like that's kind of what that scene played out as, and it just didn't. It just didn't no, work. It didn't. It, work. it didn't work in the solution. We can be friends and not be together. It's like well, that doesn't. It didn't feel like an adequate solution to the problem. I mean, oh, good, I've got a friend I will never see again. Okay, good. I have a theory of why this episode was the way it was and why it didn't work. I think that they were, um, I think that whoever wrote this episode, I I don't have the information in front of me, so um, let's see if I can find that. Who was the writer? Because I don't want to. So it was Ed Heim, or Ed Heim. I don't don't know what the the pronunciation is. Uh, But it was directed by Jamie Childs. And... I I feel like somebody was inspired by Stranger Things and that the cave was kind of like the upside down. Do you know what I mean? Like it felt like like a lot of what was going on. And then you had a mirror universe. Do you know what I'm saying? It felt, it felt very uh, – the, the cave did kind of remind me of like some of weirder like Stephen King short stories and things, you know, like uh, uh, like I, I can't remember the name of it, Mrs. Todd's – shortcut or something like that where there's this woman who keeps taking these weirder and weirder shortcuts no, shortcuts yes. through reality but uh and yeah so I mean, things is very thing, stephen king inspired so that, that's what i'm saying yeah. i'm kind of agreeing with your point because i was thinking of uh stephen king so you bring up stranger well, things or pretty the, much on the same page the reason i bring that up is because friendship is such a big theme in stranger things and when you have when you have like eight i don't know how old are they like 10 or 11 i don't know how old they're supposed to be in that show but they're kids and yeah. when you have kids saying friends don't lie, it, it works because yeah, the kid's yeah. saying it. But when you have the doctor sort of giving a lesson on friendship, it just doesn't it just doesn't work Do you here. Know? You know, I, I will. I, you, you've made me realize what's wrong with that scene is that they, they wanted to end it with, OK, you know, this this creature is trying to kind of trick people and lure them in. But ultimately, it kind of makes this realization and it lets them go. But they had the doctor explain it rather than having the creature figure it out. Yes. And it's like it needed it. Basically, they put the moment they put this they put the spotlight on the doctor. It's just, hey, you know what? Blah. Let me tell you a bunch of stuff about friendship. And it's like, oh, OK. And it's like, no, no, you needed to do it the other way. If there needed to be this creature understanding friendship. And understanding, okay, I've got to let you go because I care about you. But there was never that. There was never a point where, you know, it learned to care about the doctor. That yeah. didn't actually happen. The doctor just talked about friendship. Yeah. Which it's just it's it's talking instead of showing, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I think in this instance you're probably right. This would this is a better moment for showing than than than, uh, um, uh, you know, like just kind of like having the doctor break it down bit by bit yeah exactly explain friendship but But, yeah but but also i just thought the speech just kind of it just felt i don't know like a little too uh, a a little uh, just a a little bit uh simple 
Do you know what I mean? Just like like an over. Well, that's that it is. That's yeah. exactly my point, though. It's this really simple. Oh well, you know, this is how friends should act. And yeah. oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know. And again, does, if it's yeah. if it's ten year old saying it, it, it sort of rings true. But if it's like an adult saying it or a time lord saying it, it just doesn't. I, I expect the doctor to have a little bit of a more sophisticated take on friendship. Do you know what I mean? Like well, that, that, that was my problem with it. That was my, I, I, yeah. I, I thought the doctor, like the doctor should have some deeper insight than that. Do you, do you know? Well, once again, I don't think there's any insight that would have done it. It's supposed to, I mean, it needs to be an emotional thing. They needed to, they needed to have the doctor and this creature become friends. Okay. And then that, then that to be the reason that, well, you know, it let it go. But that didn't happen. They just had, they just had, a, just gave a lecture on friendship. Well, that was another issue with it, actually, is that the doctor instantly becomes friends with this frog. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like, yeah, like, like, like one moment, Graham is the one who's sort of dealing with Grace and all this, right? Yes. And then, and then it's the doctor after she convinces the thing that, like, this the I forget the Norwegian character's name, but when when she when the father gets sent back because she's like, look, I you know I know more about the universe. Stick with me. Um, it, it pivoted too much right into that relationship that I had no care for at all because I was so focused on Graham's situation with Grace and the other guy's situation with his dead wife that it felt no, you're right. It felt really weird to suddenly have the doctor kind of hogging the, <laughs> kind of just the affection of this the universe. And... Yeah. 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 Cause no, you're right. Because the tell, the tell that like early on the first tell you get there's something wrong with this grace is when she doesn't care that Ryan is trapped in the cave. Yeah. It's like this being not caring about, about other people is it's weakness that gives it away. And so Graham, Graham being the first one, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't quite pick up on it, but he gets the first inkling of it. He should have been the one that ultimately made this creature care and then, you know, and then once it cares, it has to let everyone go. But, yeah, like I said, uh, yeah, the doctor jumping in. Uh, there, I, this, this, this is actually my, my but once again, we'll get into this again in the next episode because I feel like that the same problem happened there, too, well, why, in the why, opposite direction. Why don't we get into the Battle of Ranscor Avkolos? Um, okay. Which, again, I, I do not know who is picking these names, but they uh, – <laughs> The name again, and it, and it's a minor criticism because overall I've liked the season, but something about the names they've been picking that are meant to be like science fictiony names, I just feel like they're just a little bit off somehow. They just feel like a little, a, a little too. It's almost like you know when like you're you you know me and Adam both play RPGs and stuff like that, so we we're accustomed to to making names, and you can tell it's when hard. some. What was that? <laughs> And it is hard. It's it is hard. hard. But you can tell when somebody's very lazily coming up with a name and it's like the first name that leaps in their mind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've even had a few of those get into some of my books and people have mentioned it to me and I've been like, yeah, that was a pretty that was a pretty crappy name that I picked there. Um, yeah. This feels like one of those kind of names to me. Like, it just kind of... This, go ahead. Going, going with it takes you away to Soul Attract. I just... I was like, is that an exercise machine? That's just... It's a... <laughs> Oh yeah, the amazing solar track. You'll burn fifteen pounds a day. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was, but, but that was at least within for me. That was within the bounds of Doctor Who made up technical jargon. Whereas oh, I know, whereas I know. this it's, is it's like, probably worse than it was making me think of Nordic track. We were in Norway, so it like made it even worse. I wonder but... if that was deliberate. You have to wonder if they were <laughs> either aware that, of either that. that or it was just a weird mental 
thing where they come up with names and don't realize it. Like, uh, I just, you know, as an aside, I, you know, when we reviewed, we reviewed Babylon 5, and an aside on that, with the names on that, there's a ship called the Alexander, and it's Captain Haig is the captain of the ship. And, of course, Alexander Haig was, you know, in the Reagan administration, and, and everyone, everyone on the internet at the time was like, "Whoa, what kind of a message is he sending? What's he saying?" And and Straczynski was just like, "Whoa, I didn't even realize that when I wrote the episode. It just, it just, just one of those things your brain makes a connection you don't even notice." But so yeah, it could be, it could be deliberate. It could be, it could be an Alexander Haig situation. I think, I think that happens an awful lot. Those kind of Alexander Haig situations. Yeah. But in this episode, now I have to say, I found this episode a little bit confusing and. You know, again, this is these are more like reaction discussions, so I didn't feel the need to like really clarify it or go yeah. back and rewatch. But I thought that the episode was was kind of confusing. I also have this episode reintroduces Tim Shaw, and I I think <laughs> I said the same exact thing when we watched the first Tim Shaw episode, which is I cannot hear anything that guy says. Like, and again, my hearing is not as good as Adam's. I, I have some hear, ongoing hearing issues over the last couple of years. It, it's a little tricky to I, make out what he says. I missed a lot of crucial plot points because of that guy's stupid voice. And and I also just found some of the plot details confusing. But I don't think that those ruined the episode for me because it was the kind of episode where I got the general thrust of what was going on. I knew that there was a super weapon that needed to be stopped, that it was targeting the Earth. And that the the core sort of internal character conflict going on was that Graham was deciding whether he was going to get revenge against Tim Shaw or not. And the doctor was trying to persuade him not to. And there was yeah. this other thing going on with the Ooks, which were these people who, after Tim Shaw had been banished by the doctor, he ends up on this planet and these Ooks people who... I'm can do anything. The, They've just got fantastic... They're two people that can just do anything in the universe yeah. with magic. They, <laughs> I they they have some kind of tele some kind of mind power that allows them through faith to create things. Is that is that or, or is it just or energy? Or move planets and put them in a little box and yeah. whatever. I I don't understand. But but again, it's it's not stuff we haven't really seen before. Like we've seen no, stuff like this. No, I mean. If, if if the plot tied together a little better, I would have been fine with it. But uh. but but um but yeah. So so that's the, I guess that's the overall episode. I don't know if we missed any important details. There's also the uh, Paul Troxy character or Paul. Yeah, Troxy. who was Paul Troxy? Paul Troxy, I think. Yeah, I I mean, I feel like he ended up kind of like a third wheel. It's like he shows up at the beginning, and you're like, ooh, who's this character? And then. I don't know. I mean, he shows up a couple times and shoots some robots, but it's just like, I, yeah, I felt like, you know, everything felt a little undercooked. He you was know, the exposition, the that there. guy. He was the guy. Yeah, who... he was exposition, but I don't, I don't know that he delivered any of the meaningful exposition. You know, it's like he, mm. I mean, he kind of he talked about the the battle, but it's like, what, what did the battle have to do with anything? I mean, the battle didn't ultimately matter. And... Well. Well, one of the weird things about this episode is, is basically he's uh, uh, what's going on is um, Tim Shaw is using these uh, these two ooks to to empower his super weapon that he's going to use to destroy the Earth, and the Doctor basically stops them by using really high tech Prozac, as far as I could tell. 
right? Like yeah. that's it's a neural blocker or something like that. Like a it's like some kind of you know it, 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 it was interesting, <laughs> but um, but I don't know. It's it just. I don't know. What did you think of the episode? Let's let's start with you because that's how we normally. Okay. Do yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I felt like I, I felt I felt like you know it set up the whole thing with the with the battle that had happened and Paul Trocky, and then then suddenly we shift to Tim Shaw being there, and it's like I have to admit they you know, they first showed Tim Shaw on the screen with his helmet on and everything. I totally forgotten by now what Tim Shaw looked like. Yeah, I was just like, there's this ominous music, and everyone's like, oh, and it's like Tim Shaw wasn't that, you know. I mean, he was kind of like a chumpy villain that they had for the pilot, you know, because they were concentrating on introducing the Doctor, and he just got dispatched in five minutes. And I mean, I realize he's important because he did kill Grace indirectly, yeah. but uh, but you know, I just I. You know, and I felt like that moment where we're supposed to be like, whoa, Tim Shaw's back, whoa. I, You know, the music was telling me to feel that way, but I, no, I didn't. And... Yeah, and I didn't find him that interesting. I, I found his, um, I thought he would have been a lot more interesting if he had, he had redeemed himself over the that years. That would have been, that so, would have been more interesting, yeah. But, but then he just kind of doubled down and became a god and like, not a god, but like a semi, you know, sort of a god because of these Ooks people. Uh, I liked I liked the part of the story that was about Graham. I thought that all worked, and again, I, I liked yeah. the overall theme that they were going for here. And and it is interesting that they kind of tied it both this episode and the previous one. There's kind of like a false religion type thing going on with the uh, with the grace thing. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting, but but I think I I think I share a lot of your reactions to this episode. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It, it was. It was entertaining, but I think you're right. I think the core villain of the episode is 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 forgettable. He's not. Yeah. He's not. I I had the same exact reaction. I saw. I was. They they were like. I know that voice, and I was like. I think I'm supposed to know that voice, but I don't. And and it wasn't until they said Tim Shaw that I even realized that that's who we were talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's. No, I feel I feel like I feel like you know Tim Shaw was was part of two separate plots. They were only able to use him in ones because, you know, the plot all revolves around the fact that he tricked the Ux into thinking he was a god. But aside from that one moment where, you know, the the woman takes the doctor in to see Tim Shaw, and they they have like a, a thirty second exchange. We never see the Ux and Tim Shaw interact, yeah. and the whole. The whole episode pivots on the doctor trying to, you know, get the Ux to realize they were tricked. But there's no payoff to it. It's like they never see Tim Shaw. There's no I I feel like, you know, I feel like for that that to pay off, there had to be some interaction between the Ux and Tim Shaw. Oh, I agree. It just it was just flat. Once again, it's a similar thing to the frog. It's like Instead of instead of the Ux dealing with Tim Shaw, the Doctor steps in and the Ux just talk to the Doctor, and there's not there's not any emotional component. I mean, when they realize they're betrayed, Tim Shaw isn't to react to. You know, it just I don't know. It, it just doesn't. It just doesn't isn't constructed quite quite right. I don't think. No, I I agree with that. I feel like the moment when Tim Shaw showed up and they kind of skip time. They should have given us a little bit more because it was really unclear. Like it was just too unclear exactly what was going on when initially they got there. And 
I know they wanted that, but like I, I feel yeah. like a flashback sequence at the right time could have kind of helped cement some of the uh, some of the motivations. Um, also, I I, feel, I know that they made a point of not bringing back old villains or monsters from prior Doctor Who, yeah. but this episode and the previous episode is when I realized that that's really kind of a weakness of the season because yeah, I feel like it. In, especially in the previous episode that might have been a good time like, like I was almost expecting a reveal of some kind you know I mean like that's why I was talking about the ribbons character being a, a like I thought he was going to be a disguise and then and then and then I was like oh wait no they said they're not going to bring these things back so maybe it's just this guy ribbons who's not really that <laughs> interesting um I, I I know that you don't want to do the thing where the Cybermen are attacking every other week or the Daleks are coming back every other week but yeah. there's a lot of other monsters and villains and plot threads that they could draw on to connect it to previous uh, Who episodes and give it a little bit of an emotional weight that you just can't get from one season alone. Do you know what well, I mean? I think, I think something Moffat was good at was he would sometimes bring he would sometimes bring recurring you know villains back in a secondary role like you know oh the daleks show up for a scene or something they're not yeah. it's not it's not an episode about defeating the daleks they just they exist in this universe yeah. or you know and i i think I, I think it could have used that somewhere just something just to connect this a little bit to the the previous well, previous scenes well the tim shaw character like again there was there's no way that they could have had us invested emotionally into the only character in the season that would have gotten an emotional reaction from me in that moment was King James. And he would have been completely the wrong. Character. <laughs> yeah. That would have been really weird. Yeah. I'm a God. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, but he's the only one that's had that like actually. resonance with been... me. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so because you don't get, not because it's a bad season, but because you don't get characters like that, that much in any show over the course of a, a single season. And so that's why it's really helpful to be able to draw on the series canon, you know? Yeah. And so that, so that instead of having this, I mean, Tim Shaw, he's not a good villain. He's just not, he's, he's a predator knockoff. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and we only saw him once, so we don't have any real connection to him. And, well, that's the other thing too. It's like, he's kind of this chump who, I don't know. He, you know, I think most of his technology was ruined and he shows up and there's these two beings with amazing, crazy powers. And they're like, Whoa, you must be a God. And it's like, wait a second. They're, they're, they're the ones who got these infinite. He's just like some dude in a, you know, in a, you know, in like, you know, this, this little armor costume. It's like, how are they impressed with this guy? How did, how did he pull this scam off? That's, you know, it just I don't know. I, I found that really weird. Yeah, I also found the, the overall look and feel of the episode a little bit too cinematic in some ways. I mean I mean overall they've been cinematic this season, but I kind of wanted what was the episode because there's there every once in a while we get episodes that are like the battle of whatever. And I know there was one with Matt Smith um, that was the battle. Oh God! What was it? Battle of Demons Run? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really was longing for like a Battle of Demons Run style episode this time around because it, this just was too serious. Do you know what I mean? It was just a little too serious, and there wasn't enough levity. I think, I, I, I think actually, 
I mean, on and off. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like you know the doctor got a lot of good moments in this episode, even though I don't think the episode paid them off. But I felt like she she was she was in in pretty full out goofy but entertaining. No, she was. She was. It, I'll, so. I'll grant you that. But yeah. but the tone didn't change. Do you know what I mean? The tone no. of the episode, like like no. in the in the battles of Demon Run, in Demon's Run, the tone of the episode shifted with Matt Smith's kookiness. Do you know what I'm yes. saying? And yeah. this felt yeah. like it didn't. It felt like no, she's still in like a dour science fiction movie where everybody's gonna die. Do you know what I mean? Like like, uh-huh. uh, and so she was like a break from the tension, but it wasn't like a. I don't know. They're just they're, I just feel that. Over, like maybe it was because the two episodes back to back were so serious. I think, I think the show really could use some lightening up next season. If if I was to have like a chief complaint, I think yeah, lightening things up a little bit because I know Chibnall did Torchwood and Torchwood is obviously very serious, but yeah. Torchwood is a show you watch and you get sick to your stomach. Do you know what I mean? Like you watch it and you you feel uncomfortable after. You feel like uneasy about the world because of the subject matter. That's not what Doctor Who's about. Doctor Who is is it, you. It can go there. Like they went there with with um uh with uh Peter Capaldi. Do you know what I mean? They they had like a darker version of the Doctor, but it still had these breakthrough moments of you know. Yeah, well, Capaldi was was yeah. very funny yeah. in the role, and but I she's mean, funny too. Well, she like, is funny. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I was, I was going to qualify that. Say, I mean, I'm not saying she isn't, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel, I feel like a lot of the episodes were very predictable too. You were just waiting like, like with the, with the, with the, uh, you know, with the previous episode, you know, it takes you away. It's, it's just like, I felt like through, once we got to the part where we had the fake universe, the people, you're just waiting for people. There's like about 10 minutes where you know they're all fake yeah. and you're just wait, watching the characters go through the motions of the plot beats yeah. of needing to figure it out. And it's like, uh, you know, that's, yeah. that, that isn't, that isn't interesting. And I feel like a lot of the, a lot of these episodes had those scenes where you're just waiting. You, you know, what's going to happen next and you're but waiting that- but that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. I think what I'm talking about is not just tone, but pacing. Because yeah. again, when I go back to Battles of Demons, Demons Run, it, it, it's the camera work is all over the place, and like the 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 movement of the story is sort of like you know some moments are really fast, some moments are. This is all kind of one languid thing. Do you know what I mean it's like it's yeah. like one like slow march to the end, and the whole season has kind of felt that way. And I think it's a cinematic pacing rather than a sort of, you know, you know, whiz bang TV show type pacing. And yeah, I don't know that so many shows ought to be doing the cinematic pacing. Um, well, well, I, I think it's a, it's a more fundamental problem. I mean, I, th- I don't think they've done a good job of resolving plots. I feel like, you know, I feel, I, I you know, with this one, they, they, you know, I mean, this episode revolved around convincing the key point to this episode was, well, obviously you've got the, the, the plot with uh with Graham with him what whether he's gonna kill Tim Shaw or not. But once again, we knew he wasn't going to. But uh you know, <laughs> but, but that that paid off just because I was emotionally involved with the characters. But the other one is just will the Ux you know, will the Ux decide realize Tim Shaw isn't really on their side? Mm. And 
and you know he isn't isn't going to, but they they didn't have any plot beats that took you there. It's like it's just the doctor talking at them till they realize it. It's the same thing as the yeah. previous episode. How, you know, is the doctor going to? I mean, is is the 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 solo track going to let let her out? It's just her talking at him till it it you know till it does. It, I I feel like I feel like they come up with these these endings where they don't have any other solution, and yeah. it's. Yeah, I mean, my feeling, I, 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 some of them, I think, Doctor Who generally, I think, has not always been that great at, um, at least in the new, some of the more recent. Yeah, Doctor Who. I know. Been, it's... Uh, in terms of, you know, rapid, sort of tying a bow around the, the ending there. But I think really fundamentally for me, what, what makes me not want to rush out and rewatch the season is just how slow it was. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a slowness well, yeah. to the... I mean, Moffat would come up with some really stupid endings, but they were they were excitingly stupid. Even if you're like rolling your eyes and going, "This doesn't make any sense," so like there would be exciting things happening on the screen. Whereas I feel like the boring endings in this season were were uh, it's just people talking and yeah and, and okay we talked it through okay and <laughs> it gets into Walking Dead territory. I think it gets into a lot of. Uh, place what do you call it table setting do you know what I mean like a like yeah. you kind of get that kind of stuff going on and I again I like the season I think it was a good season I just think I think they leaned a little too heavily into the cinematic uh, tor- uh, not Torchwood um, uh, Broadchurch uh, style of filmmaking which we knew we were going to get some of and I think in a lot of places it worked especially when they set up the scene of what's going like this is the world that we're on or this yeah. is, you know, that was great. It's just sometimes it, it, uh, it, it, the the episode just felt too glacial in its movements for me. Um, yeah, I mean, and and once again, I I think an ending with where people, you know, talking at each other can can actually work really well in Doctor Who. There've been fantastic Doctor Who episodes where that is the case. But when you do that, you have to have really good writing. You know, and I don't feel like any of those talking things out episodes had the writing to pull that off, too. Yeah, no, I, w- I would agree with that. Um, though, though, again, I would say the uh, the King James episode was certainly, I thought, I thought that was good. Yeah, that, that was that, 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 I, I, like I said, I'm talking in generalities. I'm not talking every episode because, you know, once again, I. I thought, you know, Demons of, of the Punjab was also a, a really good episode. I yeah. like that one, too. Obviously, it's not as fun as <laughs> The Witchfinders, which yeah. was a, a very fun episode. But well, it was a good, good dramatic episode. And I, I think it's really significant, though, that both of our the episode we're both kind of honing in on, the, the distinguishing feature of it is it's, that it's fun. And... And again, I think Jodie Whittaker, like you were saying, she's been comedic and that's been adding the element of fun, but it's not filmed like it's fun. Do you know what I mean? It's filmed like a very serious movie. It's sort of like, remember, um, I'm mentioning it because it came up in our um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody discussion, but the Dewey Cox story movie, the Walk Hard film, you know, that was sort of filmed like a, you know, just like the kinds of films that it was making fun of. And, And so it didn't, you know, in that case... It worked, but it also does kind of it it, it 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 changes the nature of the experience of watching it. And I think I think here it's similar where 
they they need to like do and I don't I don't know I'm not a filmmaker so I don't know what it is that's going on but I can just sense that that the levity of Jodie Whittaker's character is not connecting properly with how they're filming her. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I agree. She's kind of working against the the show to an extent. Yeah. But uh, it's yeah, it's it's a shame. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it. I mean, obviously, we've got it. We've got another season coming in 2020, and uh, I I feel like. I don't feel like there's anything so wrong with the show that they can't fix it. It's uh Oh yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But uh, I mean it's 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 a case where I don't know. I mean I cause I, I, I don't even know if it, I like I said, I think I think the writing is really the key issue because I think the direction could work if the writing was serving the style a little more, but Yeah, I would agree that the I think there's been a lot of subpar writing this season and mm -hmm. maybe maybe some of the direction has been better and it's it's sort of disguised but I, I think i think that's sort of the core issue because when i think back to some of my chief complaints it's sort of like well i could have thought of that or do you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> the show just isn't surprising me in a lot of ways and and a lot of the decisions feel really kind of weak um yeah and so I mean... oh go ahead yeah, I mean, I, and I feel in some ways some of the episodes have been too busy. Like I said, they put in too much and none of it lands. Yeah. And it's and it's not any – I don't know. I mean, like, you know, with the, with the, the crazier Moffat episodes, he could, he could throw something in like every five minutes. You'd keep kind of changing the focus and it would work because everything was exciting. But it's like, you know, with this show when it does it, you're kind of going from one – you know, like the, uh, the one on the medical ship it's it's you know that that episode there were there were like four different plots going on but all of them were just you know soap opera oh i'm having a personal issue plot where people stand around and talk and oh i'm not getting along well with my sister yeah. or i'm gonna have a baby and i'm not ready to be a father and it's just like oh. and and you and i mean you can make those plots mean something but but because it was jumping from one to the other, you didn't get involved in it either. And they were, they were all very standard plots that played out exactly, exactly the way if you were doing the template boilerplate version of that plot. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, what, what did you think of the, the, the arc that Graham had this episode? Um, uh, I mean, it, it was a little unexpected him, uh, you know, deciding, oh, I'm going to kill this guy. And, and it was a little abrupt. Yeah. But I, I felt, you know, I felt like I, I felt like they, the way, it, the way it developed was actually okay. I, like I, said, I feel like the show was strongest whenever it was dealing with the main characters. Yeah. It's like all the weaker stuff is when it, they just, I, I feel like everything that doesn't involve the main characters dealing with each other is, it's, it feels like it's it's secondary in this show, but 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 it's put in a, in a primary position. But the writers just don't seem to care about it. I mean, on the one hand, I like that they have this many companions because it kind of yeah. makes everything feel not so lonely. If that makes yeah. sense. Um, no, I, I think I think you can make it work. They just aren't. Yeah. That's all. But I do think the Graham and Ryan stuff really works, and I think that um, in this case, I I really liked where they went with them. I thought again, I agree with you it did come out of nowhere because it wasn't like I got the sense that he was itching for revenge 
prior to the beginning of this episode. Or yeah. Was that he, I mean, he mentioned it to her. Um, so it came out of left field a little bit. But I was like, well, they did kill his wife. You know, I'd probably want to <laughs> kill him, too. Uh, yeah, I guess. it was reasonable, yeah. but it's yeah. like there just there just wasn't any anger in his grief. I mean, yeah. up to this point, it's like if they if they just given him a few plot beats where he was he and Ryan had a talk and Graham was you know express some anger about it instead of just you know more sad kind of grief. Yeah, I feel I feel it would have it would have would have been fine. But. No, and also his whole thing was he was trying to take Grace with him and do what Grace wanted him to do, and so for him to suddenly give into the revenge impulse was a little odd but but given that that's the choice they made uh number one i was a little bit disappointed with the doctor and that she was like i'm just like never gonna even speak to you again yeah you, i know like like clearly she, she's if she can understand if she can be understanding of tim shaw she can extend a little bit of understanding to graham uh given what happened um uh, but, uh, so I thought that was a little bit odd, like just a little, a little weird that they did that with her. Um, but, but I like, I just like the idea of, you know, it does, it does sort of get back to the doctor's general sort of nonviolent sort of, uh, you know, non-revenge oriented character. And, and I know he's gone off on limbs towards the Daleks and stuff like that in the past, but, uh, you know, again, the thing the thing that was always striking to me when I first saw Doctor Who was the fact that he didn't have weaponry. He didn't he didn't shoot anything. He was, you know, and so I, I feel like this sort of gets back at it. And 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 I was a little bit worried for Graham. I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be Graham's last episode. Maybe he is going to to kill Tim Shaw and uh, the doctor's going to abandon him somewhere. Um, yeah, well, it's it's just, yeah, the initial reaction. Oh, well, it, I mean. Yeah, like you say, the doctor, whenever the doctor meets a villain, it's like, you know, tries to reason and empathize with every villain. And it's like, oh, one of her family is is, is going to do something wrong. It's like, I'll just never talk to you yeah. again. That's yeah. it. Sorry. Yeah. It was cold. There was something cold about that. Like, like I, I was thinking, like, would she really do that to him? Like, you know, because he's, he's doing it, it, it because he's it. suffering. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it comes from a place of, 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 of pain, not, not, not because Graham is this, like, hardened killer who just wants to murder something. Um, yeah, and ultimately you, he wasn't able to do it. So it yeah. just makes her look like more of a jerk. It's, thing, it's a thing people say. It's like, you know, you know, well, I'm going to kill that person, but... You know, he, he didn't have it in him to really do it anyway. No. And I mean, and she, and, and you, I mean, you can't even really say the doctor helped him because, like I say, all she does is just give him this cold shoulder of, you well, know, go back to the TARDIS. I'm I, not talking to you anymore. <laughs> I will abandon you. Very rarely gets the result that, that, that yeah. you know, so um, it's, it, yeah, I, I, because in a way, it's sort of like you've already abandoned me once you've said that. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. like, like once she says that to him, then it's like, oh, I guess I must not mean much to you. I think I'll go get my revenge for Grace because I know I meant a lot to Grace. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's sort yeah. of where I could see his mind being. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I that the, just that exchange between them was a little off, but overall, I liked that part of the story with him ultimately not getting revenge on Tim Shaw. And uh, yeah. Well, any, any, I mean, I feel like Graham and Ryan together are generally always pretty strong when you have them, them, them together in scenes. And having having it deal a lot with them together worked well. 
And uh, and obviously, obviously, Ryan is the one that makes the real point, which is, you know, she, she wouldn't want this. You know, she wouldn't. You know, is uh, you know, is the is the uh, the thing that helped. So I mean, so to an extent, I can understand that. You know, that having the doctor give bad advice so that Ryan can give good advice later, but it just it felt like, you know, I mean, it's, it's something you set up so the plot works, but it's not something you set up so the doctor's character works. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I can, t- yeah, I can, I can see what you're saying there. And I do like the scene when Ryan tells him that he loves him, and that is the thing that seems to be the final stitch. Yeah. That's yeah. that that worked. I thought that was great for Ryan's character, and I found it like very heartwarming. Like a lot of times, they try to do these things on shows, and it does not. It doesn't really pull at your heartstrings in any real way. Well, you know that's, I mean, that's that's my point about everything not relating to the main characters. Most of the heart, well, I mean, not you know, not in every episode, but in most of the episodes when they've tried to pull at your heartstrings with other characters they've introduced, mm-hmm. it just there's just nothing. I, I don't feel anything for any of the secondary characters. But with those two characters, I feel like yeah, yeah, they pulled it off, and well, I. And it works because they they took their time over the season, kind of having Ryan rebuff Graham's efforts at creating a, a real relationship between him in the wake of her death. And, yeah, and it was pretty grounded rebuffing. It's not like you know, I mean, it, it just was a normal level of distance. Like, look, you know, you're some dude that married my grand my grandmother, kind of thing. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't la- layered with like huge drama or any of that it was it was it was fairly it was fairly low-key and to me you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of musical tension that resolves by the end you know it's it just sort of felt like it it felt very complete and 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 i thought it was effective um but yeah but i mean it's it's interesting because you know ultimately their thing comes down to tim shaw so it's like once again we talk about the episodes being overly busy tim shaw could either be there to resolve the plot between Ryan and Graham in the way he did, he did, or he could have his dramatic resolution with the Ux, but he couldn't have both. And it's like, well, why did you build? You have this huge structural problem in your plot where you're either going to have to have one person not get, re- you know, once again, the, the secondary characters don't get the resolution with the villain that's been taking advantage of them. And it's like, well, I don't know. I, I just, it just, just weakened them. But uh, we only have about 10 minutes left or so, I think. We've been going on for a while. But there is one other topic I want to get into. Uh, We don't normally get into this kind of subject, and I don't usually, I don't think me or Adam really particularly find this a thing that we like to really delve into too much on these shows because we're more into the sort of did we like it, did we not. But this season has been so. uh, It's. The prism through which this season has been discussed online has largely been a political one, I would yeah. say. And it's mainly been cast through the lens of, you know, uh, what's going on politically in the United States and sort of, for lack of better terminology here, like woke culture versus alt-right culture, you know, SJW versus, I don't know what the what's the opposite of SJW, you know, th- that kind of thing. And a lot of the criticisms I've seen of the show have been that it's um, that it's like, you know, it's a social justice Doctor Who. And and I don't know. I I don't know if you agree with me or not, but my feeling on the political messaging of the show is that it's actually quite subtle this season and very nuanced. Yeah. 
I, I didn't feel it was 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 heavy handed. I mean, any more than any more than Doctor Who has always had social messages. Yeah. I mean, it's it's this thing where I think people are being so sensitive. It's like, I mean, Doctor Who has always, you know, especially I mean, with all the series. I mean, it's 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 all. I mean, the older ones, it's not as obvious to a lot of people because it's not a time they lived in, but. Yeah. I mean, you go back to the Baker era, and there's there's plenty of well, there was a lot of messages, and I mean, a lot of like Earth Day type messaging. I remember when we were going to the Baker there was, episodes. There's those in the '80s. You get anti clear, clear anti Thatcher episodes in the '80s, and uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 a very 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 political show a lot of the time. So. I don't. I don't feel it was any heavier than it's ever been. But, I, I, no, no. I would agree. I mean, I, I think it's about as heavy as the New Who era has been. Do you know what I mean? Because like when it, when you go back to like the the, uh, the Russell T Davies episodes, mm-hmm. you know those those were very you know they're very liberal in their in their yeah. point of view. Um, but I think both of us when we were watching Tor- Torchwood kind of mentioned how it was liberal but like celebratory and sort of libertine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. and I feel that there's a little bit more of that this season than some of the criticisms that the show has been getting uh, of, you know, being like really far on like the left side of the spectrum, say. I feel like it's really more of a return to Russell T. Davies era type liberalism, if that makes sense. Like, uh, yeah, well, it's I mean, I think the thing that the problem with a lot of political discourse from either side right now is just all this enormous anger, yeah. and and there isn't a lot of anger in this season. No. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's it's. I mean, yeah. If this was, I mean, it's funny because a lot of a lot of the complaints that I've been hearing from people about the show are that the villains. Are, you know the villains don't get their comeuppance as much or whatever. It's like I feel the resolutions were weak, but I don't have a problem with you know every villain not getting you know capped yeah. at the end or anything. And it's like it's it feel, I mean I feel you know a lot of people have been upset that a lot of times the villains turn out not to be villains. They're just misunderstood. You know like the spiders were just you know they're just big spiders. Yeah. You know and and yeah I. It's not there. There's there's that anger that you get in, in a lot of political discourse now. So I don't I don't feel like there is a very now agenda from either angle on it right now. No, what I what I got was it's anti revenge, anti political violence. Uh, yeah, you know, just sort of like the stuff that Doctor Who's kind of always been about. Um, and I don't think that that really connects with either of the extremes that are you know present in the in the uh political discussion these days so i just i just i i i i really just didn't see it i didn't see the uh the critique and 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 when you go to the the episode that i think you know again the big thing about this season it's a female doctor and like i think a lot of people are like oh it's gonna be you know super feminist doctor Uh doctor who but like that episode was pretty well crafted and it it wasn't like it wasn't like which episode are we talking about? Oh, the uh, Witchfinder episode. The Witchfinder, Witchfinder. Okay. That episode was was a uh, was a fairly number one. It was one of the lightest episodes of the season. Yeah. Um, but it but it also it, it I thought that that was one of the most nuanced episodes in terms of the political messaging. Um, 
because it was it was kind of a cautionary note of like you know like of 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 how the pursuit of justice can get out of hand do you know what i mean yeah and exactly. and so i i just i just didn't see i don't see a lot of the things that people are critiquing i think i think there's maybe some lip service being paid to some things that people might be expecting but i think if you just scratch a little bit on what's going on you get a, at times a fairly sophisticated uh take on some of these things um so i i, I wasn't i i wasn't um and, and the thing is, I have friends that are conservative, I have friends that are liberal, and I've talked to a lot of them about this. And, and most of the most of the sane people I know in the real world, not people online, but like people I know in real world, like you and some of my other friends, yeah. uh, they all kind of agree with me on that, like regardless of whether they're conservative or liberal or whatever. Uh, so I, I don't I, I think a lot of people these days are are watching this season with the present in mind and it's kind of influencing what they're seeing on the screen maybe um, yeah well i mean and, and I, I you know it's it's a lot of times too i mean things i i don't know what the political situation exactly is like in in britain anyway a lot of times americans put things onto doctor who that isn't really there like the one about the moon being an egg episode mm. which people hated for a lot of reasons but a lot of Americans complained about how it was some anti-abortion message. And it's like, but the thing is, the, the whole thing about anti-abortion messages is, is that's a big thing in America. But in, in, in Europe and Britain and Australia, it's not even a controversial topic. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't putting that message because it didn't even occur to them. You know, I, I feel like a lot of times messages just kind of get, get, get imposed that aren't even intended because people want to want to see a message there no and that that's kind of what i'm saying in the very long roundabout way is that and, yeah. and again and i didn't know about that that's that's interesting to me because i never i never i i know about that episode i know about all the other criticisms i never knew yeah, there's a lot that, of criticisms yeah. about that one but it's but that's like, a yeah, new one lost in the mix that's yeah that's that seems like a weird thing to linger on with that episode. i mean of all the things to complain about that would have been the it, like the bottom never, of my list of, yeah. of potential issues <laughs> Never uh, crossed my mind once watching it. Then I went online and I'm like, oh, huh. That's, that's like when people take a really, and I think that's what I'm saying. People are taking these very specific like ciphers and like they're, they're, they're seeing, it's like they're, they're really, looking for their dog whistles. Yeah. Well, it's like you really are seeing something that you will only see if you're taking that lens to find it. Do you know what I mean? It's like if yeah. you're, and, and you know, like when, when I think of like, the really political episodes this season, they were all pretty, I don't know. They were pretty moderate. I yeah. mean, they were the kind of things you on 70s TV would like, for the most part. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I would, I, I would agree things with that. Are, are, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, you know, that, that the Rosa episode, for example, that, you know, that, that could have been an episode of Quantum Leap, you know. Oh, that's, no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's exactly what it could have been. And I think um, the, uh, and even the Trump episode was like comedic. It wasn't, it wasn't at all. It got, it, it, do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the Trump episode. It was very broad. Yeah, it was very. Yeah. And so, and again, that might get into what you were saying about, you know, people in, 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 uh, in the UK don't have the same, you know, uh, level of investment in that particular issue that an American might, you know? Uh, but yeah. Or maybe maybe the thing that is most striking to them is just sort of the humor of it. I don't know, but 
but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't. I just didn't get the the vibe that there was a like a new political edge to the show that it didn't have before watching it, um, or that it was a, a or that the politics had somehow changed to to a new set of politics. I I saw a series that was pushing kind of back against both sides a little bit. It was still pretty liberal, like the show has always been, but I felt like it was it was kind of pushing against extremes in general. Um, yeah, but, it's not an extreme show. It's uh, it's it, yeah. It's, I mean, that's the thing. There isn't there isn't any extreme agenda. I mean, is it a liberal show? Yeah, it's yeah. a liberal show. It's always been a liberal but, show. <laughs> no, but it's and not, that's the thing. It's not extreme in your face liberalism it's just it's just the same same well i don't know i mean like you know again torchwood got pretty in your face but it was celebratory it I mean, did it was it was, yeah. it was celebratory and it was like that's that's what the the series has always kind of had those sort of things in it when i say in so, your face i mean yelling in your face is what yeah. i should say yeah i know i know what you mean i know what you mean no 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 jack jack harkness kisses you on the lips he doesn't yell at you to your exactly. face you know, it's, it's that kind exactly. of thing. um but I but I like the celebratory nature of 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 the Russell T Davies who and 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 Torchwood and and I like the I like the sort of style of of, of Moffat and 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 this felt like it's again I think the biggest departure that the series takes isn't political it isn't it isn't like content it's it's just the way it's shot that's really the biggest difference this season has from the other ones I think is that it's the shoot the way it's shot and the pacing. I do, yeah. I do feel the writing needs work. I just feel like, because like I said, the episodes don't Doctor Who episodes don't need to make sense, but there just needs to be a certain element of playfulness to the writing that this season only only got in patches. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. Um, no, yeah. I think I think the but but we've had bad writing before in Doctor Who. Do you know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah, I know, I know. But it's the the. A lot, a lot of the, a lot of the episodes, though, in the pre, a lot of the new series, I feel, it's, it's, there's a fair amount of it's had bad writing in, in the way, whole way the episode was resolved itself. But a lot of, you know, there's most episodes of the new series are generally pretty fun in the moment, and yeah. I feel like this episode wasn't always fun in the moment. You had a lot of, there, are, there are a number of scenes in a lot of these episodes where you just kind of. You kind of have these dead air kind of scenes in there. Well, you know what it is. You kind of you can easily miss the humor in this series because if you're not paying attention, you don't realize that you're supposed to be laughing. Do you know what I mean? And maybe yeah. that's a weakness of me as a viewer. But like, I feel like in the previous versions of Doctor Who, I I knew when I was supposed to be laughing. The show made it abundantly clear, and it, and <laughs> and it kind of helps. Do you know what I mean? It, it helps add to the humor. Um, but if like if it's like this dour landscape and music and stuff is going on. And, you know, if somebody's telling jokes, it just doesn't, it, it, it's sort of like we were saying, like, it feels like she's kind of fighting against the, the way that the series was shot. Um, which isn't yeah. to say that we're all complaints. I thought it was a decent season. And I think the season did what it had to do. It, 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 it established the showrunner and that the star are, are, you know, solid and that it'll, and that we can, you know, I, I think that, like you said, next season will hopefully be better. Um, you know, yeah. and you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a bad season at all. I thought I enjoyed a lot of the episodes. It just, I think what both of us were missing were those real standout episodes that like wowed us. That was the, 
that was for me that's what was missing i got it with the witch finders and that was that was that was so good to me that it kind of redeemed the whole season um yeah but it felt it just felt like the a lot of the a lot of the season was too subdued they weren't they weren't willing to be i mean it's it's like you know we're critical of the frog thing but it's like it almost it almost could have used you more times where they went for something yeah. that weird you know sometimes they fall flat sometimes they don't you know but yeah. if they if they if they'd gone for the fences like that more often i feel like yeah you would have had the times like the frog or it didn't work but having some moments like that that did turn out to work well, would have been better i will say this for the frog it held my attention do you know what I mean it it, 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 it? it definitely captivated my interest, and I was puzzled, but I was paying attention to what was going on, and I was I was sort of engaged with what they were presenting to me. So I think sure. I think you might be right about that. You know, as much as I don't like that frog, I think willing will a willingness to go there because you could have argued that about the Witchfinders episode. That could have easily been what the hell is going on with King James? Why is he acting like Pee Wee Herman? Like what is, you know what I mean? Like you could have, it could have been just a little too much humor, um, but yeah, it worked. Well, it worked, it be, you know? And so sometimes maybe, you know, I could see that with a frog, like on paper. That, that's actually what I was thinking when it was happening. I was like, you know, when the person was writing this, I can almost imagine what they must've been thinking. And that, it, you know, it, it's like, they must've thought it was brilliant. You know what I mean? Like they must've, it, 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 and it just didn't yeah. translate visually. You know, because because you have to, you actually have to show the frog, and that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, I, so, so yeah. So, but we should get going because it's been like an, over an hour, and um, and I do want to eat tonight. Um, yeah. But but we got through the season, and we're gonna have a discussion about what we should do next. Hopefully, we'll have a either a movie to cleanse the palate, or we'll find another show. Uh, I'd kind of like to do something like Babylon Five again because that was so. That, I think that yeah. was like our best discussion series going through Babylon 5. Um, that's, a, that's a meaty series to talk so, about, definitely. So if I don't know, is there is there a series that rivals Babylon 5 that's as easily digestible as Babylon 5? Oh, we can talk about it after the podcast. All right. I don't want to throw anything out then us not do it. And some I do that all the time, though. I tell people we're going to like do this movie or this game I'm going to release. Yeah, you do it. But yeah. I <laughs> so, um, but anyways, yeah. So, so we're going to get going, and uh, and 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 we'll be back on. I think uh, me and Joel are going to be doing a movie called Duel to the Death. I think we're going to be doing it this week, and then after that, me, Joel, and Adam. We'll be doing a Chinese ghost story, which should be interesting. I'm really looking forward to that discussion. And next week, I believe we're doing the Supreme Swordsman for uh, Wuxia Weekend. And so, yeah, uh, again, we have a Patreon. You know, check it out, support us. And again, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, this we like doing these Doctor Who episodes. So, you know, uh, and again, we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye.